Shalom Aleichem on behalf of Teach 613, we welcome you to Take 10 for Talmud. We are recording in Silver Spring, Maryland, and are so glad that you can join us. Gitin Yud Beis, Gitin 12a, pagination is 23, will start on the facing page, about midway on the page, Masnisen Enu Mishnah. The Mishnah over here is going to describe a scenario where the husband or the owner of a slave, in two equitable type cases, are going to give a document to change status of the person that they are able to affect. In the case of the husband, we're dealing with the wife, and it's a bill of divorce changing her status. In the case of the slave, the master is giving a document that's going to give the slave his freedom. The Mishnah contrasts these cases and says that because of the underlying effect of the transaction, they are going to work differently. As follows. Ha'omer ten get a person says, give this document to my wife as a divorce, or in a similar type case, he's giving a document, but this time it's being given to his slave to give him his freedom. If he wants to retract in either of these cases, Chachamim Omrim, the Chachamim say, Begite Noshim, by the Get case, he could retract. And even though the Shliach is holding the document, the husband can say, I changed my mind, I want the document back. And if he gets the document back before the woman gets it, or possibly there might be cases even if he doesn't get the Get back, but he's retracting before it gets to the woman. The main point here is, the woman is not yet divorced, even though the messenger is holding the get. Avo, but, lo avadim. You can't retract if the document was given to the messenger who's bringing it to the slave. Lefi, because, shezachim la'adam shalobifanov. When the messenger on behalf of the slave scoops up that get, receives that get from the owner, that freedom document is a benefit to the slave. It grants him his freedom. And something that's a benefit, you can take on his behalf and acquire it on his behalf because we know he wants it. But if you want to cause a person a demerit, a disservice, you could only do it in front of them, meaning with their consent. And since by the woman case, we assume that a woman getting divorced is a, is a bad thing, it's a disadvantage to her, therefore you could only do it by her participation you wouldn't be able to do that 
behind her back, so to speak. Tosfos explores the possibility, what happens if the slave is the slave of a nobleman and he's got it pretty good? Or, what happens if the woman is married to a problem husband? So, you could flip the scenario and consider the case. But, our assumption in this Mishnah, to keep it really simple, is that by a woman it's a disadvantage, and therefore when the messenger picks it up, he can't affect any divorce. Whereas, in the case of a slave being given his freedom, when you pick up that document, you could acquire it on behalf of the slave, because it's a zuchos, it's a benefit for him, and you can act in his benefit, even if it's not in front of him, with his consent. <clears throat> the Gemara, about eight lines from the bottom, tells us that Hatofes Lebalchov, normally, if you were to grab on behalf of somebody money that's available, in a case where it causes someone else a loss, lokana, it is not a good Kenyan. Rashi explains, we're dealing with a case where a person is owed money. He let money to somebody, the person is being delinquent and paying it back, it's long overdue, and that borrower has assets. Someone walks in as a do-gooder and he takes assets from the person who borrowed and grabs them in order to pay back the person who is owed the money. The ruling here is, let's read it again now that we understand the case, he's tofes lebalchov, he's grabbing on behalf of the person who's owed money, but it's b'makam shachav la'acherim, in a case where it's causing a loss to somebody else. Namely, the borrower is losing the asset because you're grabbing it. Lokana, you can't do that. A do-gooder on behalf of one person to the detriment of somebody else doesn't work. If it did work, the Mishnah would be very smooth. We understand why the document giving to the, given towards the slave, since it's a merit, you can scoop it up and be kona it on it on his behalf. But that only makes sense if grabbing for one person, where it causes a loss to somebody else, is a good Kenyan. And you're telling me that's not the ruling. The ruling is lokana. You can't do that. The Imtoma Mishnah Senu, you're going to ask me, so then how can the person on behalf of the slave acquire the document to the point that the master can no longer retract, which was the essence of the Mishnah, that in the case of the freedom document, he can't retract. In the case of the woman's divorce, it's not yet hers, and he could retract. The, the point is, The case of the freedom document is that the owner is authorizing 
the messenger to acquire it on behalf of the slave. And that's why it works. The comparable case where the husband says, you could acquire it for the woman, wouldn't work. Because it's to the woman's detriment, and therefore you need her consent in order to acquire the document. The Gemara continues and tells us that this discussion, if you could grab on behalf of somebody else when it causes somebody a loss, is related to a machlokes of Rabbi Eliezer and the Rabbonon. In other words, in a normal case, if you have an item that's ownerless and you want to pick it up on behalf of your brother, your friend, etc., you could do that because it's not a loss to anybody else. Likewise, if you have everybody's consent and you're acquiring something on behalf of somebody else, it's not a chav la'acherim, it's with the consent of the master like we had it over here, so you could acquire that document on behalf of somebody else because it's a benefit to him. He now has an asset, he now gets his freedom, etc., but if it's going to be to the detriment of somebody, then we paskin, it's not a Kenyan. Let's see how this applies in the following case. There's a special tithe in the field that a corner, so to speak, is left over for poor people. A person who is not poor collected it. Omar and he says, I'm acquiring it for a certain person who is poor. This is a case of grabbing for somebody to the detriment of somebody else. Because there are other poor people who are vying for that same tithe, and they would like to get it, and you're grabbing it for the ani poor person of your choice. Rabbi Eliezer Omar Zachalo. Rabbi Eliezer says, it's a good acquisition. We'll have to understand why. But the Chachamim say, which is well connected with what we've been saying, even though you stated that you were acquiring it for the Ani of your choice, it doesn't work. And you have to give it to the Ani that you encounter first. Because... It's a case of trying to acquire something for someone to the detriment of other people. The question, of course, is what was the logic of Rabbi Eliezer who allowed, in this case, for you to take what you've collected and give it to the poor person of your choice? Amar Papa. Adkan lo ka'ama Rabbi Eliezer ha'asam. Rabbi Eliezer only said his ruling over there, ela demigu di'iboi mafker le'lenechsei v'hava ani. Because a person could theoretically be mafker, make ownerless all of his assets, at which time he would be an ani himself. V'chazile. And he would be appropriate in taking the payatithe for himself. Since on some level he has a connection to this tithe, because theoretically he could make himself poor, that gave him enough that he was able to acquire it on behalf of a person who is truly, at this time, poor. 
but in other cases, even Rabbi Eliezer would agree that you cannot acquire something for someone to the detriment of someone else. Likewise, the flip side is also true in the Chachamim. Had the person actually been an Ani, then he himself was eligible, then since he could pick it up for himself, quite literally, he would be able to acquire it for somebody else. Yeshe thank you for joining.